Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're here talking about topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can also be lonely and isolating, which is another reason we're here to help make moms like you know that you're not alone. Now it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor and healthcare providers directly about any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about everything pregnancy and life as a mom. So grab your cold coffee and tea that's been sitting out for three hours and let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. I'm Katie and we are here. We're going to continue with our birth stories and we are going to be talking to Amanda about her second scheduled C-section. And this one was an interesting one. So she was having her daughter Caroline and she had it scheduled, but she also had her tubes removed. So that is something in itself that is totally uh, unique to Caroline's birth story. So uh, Amanda, hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so glad that we can continue this. I'm excited. I know. It's so interesting to hear how other people have experienced their birth because every birth is different and uh, Caroline's uh, was definitely different than the boys. So, Yeah. yeah. In the sense that she was one. <laughs> she was one. <laughs> she was also a plan C-section, but I could have done a V-back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up choosing a plan C-section for a couple reasons. Number one, I knew what to experience with a, a C-section. So that was um, something I'd already done. So for me to go through and do a V-back, like a vaginal birth is completely new to me. Um, so I was like, ah, do I do something new or do I do what I, what I know? Right. And, um, when I found out that I could have my tubes removed, um, I decided that it was a good idea because, uh, my obstetrician, uh, had recommended it. He said I was a good candidate, um, because, uh, what had happened is I actually told him that the baby factory was closed. <laughs> so he always uh, would, uh, when he's talking to you, he'd be like, so for your next pregnancy. And I was like, no, 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 this one really is my last pregnancy. And I said, I'll tell you why. I said, uh, I always told my husband that the baby factory was closed at 35. And I was 35 at the time that I was having her. And so I said, there will not be another pregnancy. And then that's when he said, did you know you could have your tubes removed? And I was like, no, but, you know, tell me more. And so he said, well, he said it cuts your risk of ovarian cancer by up to 80%, um, which to me was, um, I saw that as a huge benefit because ovarian cancer is one of the cancers that's really hard to detect. So. I found that appealing and I was already thinking I would have a C-section. Uh, so that's what we decided to do. Okay. So let's track backtrack a little bit. So yep. 
When you were pregnant with Caroline, did you know that you were having a girl? Did you find out? Oh, we did not find out. No. So she was a surprise. Well, we planned on having her, but she was a surprise. Um, I actually, she was a girl in the sense she was a girl. I actually thought that she was a boy up until the moment she came out. (laughs) And uh, Keith, the, the day before she was born (laughs) said to me, he's like, I don't know about the boy's name that we had picked out, which was Devereaux. And, uh, He's like, I don't, I don't know about it. Like, so you are obsessed with names. Oh, I totally love names. You, I know you are like the name queen. So, so if anyone needs to have someone decide <laughs> yes. the name of their baby, it should be me. Oh, a hundred percent. You were so good. You picked out not, uh, did you give a suggestion of Finn? I feel like you did. You might've. I you might've. Yeah. You definitely have suggested one of our top girl names if we were to have another girl you yeah. suggested one of my top two girl names you don't know which one but no, I, know, one I give you a whole slew of them when you're oh my gosh this is yeah but, you give me so many more but yeah anyway so, so we digress but yeah yes so, so you weren't sure that you were having a girl even up to the last like to the day before you no, I oh I totally thought it was a boy like mm-hmm. I was like oh in my head I was having a boy and then Maybe just because you had the mindset of, I have two boys, let's have another. Totally. That's totally what it was. Like, I'm in boy mode. I totally thought that it was a boy. The other reason was um, not the the old wives' tale with the the heart rate. Oh, yeah. Um, So her heart rate was always in the same 140 to 145, which Cooper was always in that kind Mm -hmm. of too. So... I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, it's totally like another boy. And I actually got out all the boys' old clothes and I'm like, I'm putting everything in the the dresser and I'm like, maybe I should separate it in case it actually is a girl. But I was like so confident that I was like, no, I'm just going to like stick it all all in there, just shoved it in the dresser. And uh, anyways, I ended up having to go through it all again and kind of be like, no, this one says daddy's little champ or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, boy on it. So there's some stuff that she did wear, but other stuff didn't really work for her. So So you had a really good experience with the twin C-section, right? I had an awesome experience. Yes. And we have, we've talked about the boys experience in another podcast. And so that's a great one if you want to go back and hear about C-section with twins. But um, so that good positive experience is kind of what motivated you to to choose a second C-section? Yes. So um, it's kind of like when you know something, you just feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. So I knew that the recovery would be a little bit more with a C-section than a vaginal birth. Right. However, I also knew that if I tried a VBAC and it wasn't successful, I would have gone through all the labor and all the pushing and then I would have had to have a C-section anyways. So I just decided, you want to know what? I'm going to go for the C-section. Um, I, I had Caroline two years and two weeks after the boys. So like I was technically in the safe, safe window for having for a VBAC, back, but I was yeah. like, eh, it's kind of close. So I just decided to have the c-section plus then when i found out i could do the um tubal removal which has some fancy name for it medical i have no clue what it is um 
uh, I just decided that instead of Keith getting a vasectomy, which we had always planned on doing, mm-hmm. um, a vasectomy doesn't benefit Keith in any way. Like he doesn't, it doesn't lower his risk of prostate cancer. Whereas if I did this and I was already cut open, then it actually did benefit us because it just reduces your risk. It doesn't get rid of it because you still have your ovaries, but because the tubes are missing, it, it reduces the risk. So, so what is the, because most commonly I would say when women are considering having something done to reduce their reproduction cycle and their ability to reproduce the most common piece is to get your tubes tied and that is something completely different than you had in the surgery correct correct so with the tubes being tied you still have your tubes they just tie it and cl- i believe they clamp it they clamp yeah yeah um and really you could still actually end up pregnant with that if something happens and it wasn't done properly Um, whereas this, your tubes are gone. You have to be a hundred percent sure that you're not having any more kids because they're gone. You will never be able to conceive naturally. Right. If that was the case later on, you would have to do in vitro. Yes. Yeah. You'd have to do harvest and then, uh, either in vitro or, um, IUI, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know about it, but I apparently in Canada, um, if you're a good candidate, um, and I'm thinking if you're 25, they're not going to suggest you do it, but when you're 35, they're going to, you know, yeah, age pays, plays a factor into it, and um, so does the fact that I have three children, right? So mm-hmm. if it was your first kid, maybe they would, wouldn't be pushing for it mm-hmm. or not even pushing for it. I didn't feel pressured into it. And in fact, I was asked at least half a dozen times, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? On and the day of? Um, or before? On the, on, just before. Like every time I would see the doctor, he would ask me. And then the day of when he came in to talk to me, um, he asked again. And then right before he removed them in the surgery, he asked again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So- so how long did you care? Like how far along did you go overdue or were you early with Caroline? So with, um, with a C-section, like a scheduled C-section, mm-hmm. they take it a little bit early. I think she was 38 weeks, 30, no, maybe 39 weeks. Okay. So like so, a week early. Yeah. Yeah. A week, week and a half early. Okay. Um, because they don't want you to go into labor. Now, if I went into labor and I went to the hospital, then I would have the option of having the C-section with whatever obstetrician was on call. Um, and um, look, that didn't end up happening. I did have to go to the the um, hospital the one night because I, <laughs> I was like, I feel really weird. And I said to Keith, I'm like, I think we should go to the hospital. And so we went to the hospital and um, met uh, the doctor who delivered your kids. Mm-hmm. And um, she um, told me that I wasn't in labor. In fact, the baby had just gone down the, started to descend into the canal. And I was like, 
I'm like, okay, I never made it that far with the twins. So well, that's I was, why I had no I was clue. I was going to say, like, you probably thought you were in labor because you had never been in labor because even the twins were scheduled C-section as well. Yeah, so. the twins were scheduled. And it was just because, like, when she was moving, like, I had this, like, weird feeling. And then, like, it would stop. And then I would get, like, this weird feeling again. And so, so- do you think they were contractions? I wondered and then they kind of stopped and I was like well maybe they're not they actually stopped while we were like waiting in the merge I'm like of course I don't feel anything now of course yeah so anyways I'm like let's get checked out so we did but so how how different was Caroline's birth compared to the boys birth the twins because both so, were scheduled both were a c-section but how were they different so Caroline's birth, um, in the maternity ward, they actually have an operating room. Um, and so they, when I had the boys, they got me all prepared for the surgery, um, just by putting the IVs and stuff in and putting mm-hmm. the gown on, uh, up in the maternity ward. But then I had to go all the way downstairs to the large operating room, um because that why because because with the twins they have two of everything there's like a whole army of people Mm -hmm. in the operating room while you deliver the twins because each baby has their own team right each baby has their own team each baby has their own like um the you know the the heat lamp with the bassinet and stuff so there's just two of everything and then there's a there's a team taking care of you as well right so that was different. Um, I just had to walk across the hallway into the the maternity uh, operating room, and it was a much smaller room. Um, and there was like, you know, just <laughs> there was nowhere near as many people as there were with the twin birth. And um, so when I walked in there, like it was, it was cold. The operating rooms always tend to be cold. I don't know if it's because you're wearing that thin little uh, the gown. Uh, gown or if it, if it really is cold but it's pretty cold and um then I sat down and they they put the spinal block in and um I knew from the previous time that I would feel nauseous because when they put the spinal block in for whatever reason the first time with the twins made me feel nauseous so the doctor said well I can give you some gravel so as soon as um that happened with Caroline. As soon as I got the smile block, I said, I need gravel. <laughs> and I said, I'm, I said, I need gravel. I know I'm starting, I could feel myself starting to already feel nauseous. So then <laughs> the, uh, the doctor, she, uh, I don't know if she thought that I needed it like later or, but she was, I'm like, where's the gravel? Right. Cause I was like, I thought I was going to puke everywhere. And so the one nurse has my head and I'm like off to the side and I have like this bucket because I, just in case I puke, right? Yeah. Cause you and, can't throw up laying down face up. Like no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm you just can't move there. because you're on a table. Well, and it. I had the spinal block. So I'm like starting to not be able to feel anything. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And they, they're putting the sheet up and like they're putting the catheter in. They're like totally prepping me for everything. And then the doctor couldn't find the gravel right away. So I'm like, oh my gosh, thinking like, this is not good. Thinking I'm going to end up puking all over this poor nurse's shoes. 
anyways, eventually she got it and um, it, it was fine. It happened, like it took effect like immediately and I was like, okay, now we're good. So then and Keith comes in and he's, he's sitting there and um, then uh, what happened next? Oh, then next thing you know, they're like doing the pinch test. They do, they start pinching you in various spots, like to make sure that um, the spinal block has taken effect. So don't feel anything. And then I, um, then, then they just start. And then the next thing I know, uh, I'm just kind of laying there and they say, Oh, uh, it's one for your team. Amanda is what the doctor said, told me. And I was like, what? I'm like, one, and then Keith's going, it's a girl, it's a girl. And I'm like, oh. I'm Did he have so his not- GoPro on this time? He didn't. No, he didn't. So we didn't GoPro hers only because with the boys, when you watch the video, you basically see the blue sheet. And <laughs> what's happening, but that's about it. So we didn't bother. Um, and uh, yeah, so once, once uh, she's she's there and you know we're all paying kind of paying attention to her and I'm like stoned out of my mind right I'm like oh it's a girl grace girl <laughs> and then um so then uh he asked us the doctor asked us if um we were 100 sure he's like this is the part where I remove your tube so you know are you sure that's what you want to do and I'm and both of us are like yep yep that's exactly what we want to do so uh, the tube removal only adds like five minutes a size. Yeah, I was just going to ask like how long does it, how much longer does it make your surgery? Yeah, it, it did like five, 10 minutes aside. Like it was like nothing. And really the surgery itself, like they say it takes an hour. I don't think it actually took an hour. Like I just it didn't feel like it took that long. Like both the, times, whole, the whole C-section? Yeah, both times it didn't really feel like it took that long and I don't know if it's because of the drugs <laughs> or um just because there's so much going on it just yeah it didn't seem to feel like it took that long mm-hmm. uh the one thing about a c-section uh that people don't always know is that you will start to shake and so after the baby's like born like I'm like shaking on the table mm-hmm. And, um, I know you said even with your births, you were shaken as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. pure I, adrenaline. I read a lot of stuff about C-sections and, um, I, I don't ever remember anyone saying that they started shaking. So when I started shaking, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like dying. <laughs> the, that This was actually with the twins that I thought I was dying this time. I was like, Oh, I'm just shaking. So, um, that was kind of, uh, I didn't shake as badly as I did with the twins. And recovering from a second C-section, was it harder? Did you, was it similar in any way? Or is every surgery, like is every recovery a different recovery, like its own? So how was that for you? Before the twins, I had read um, a book that basically suggested getting around the clock help. And uh, so I did with the twins. And then when I was pregnant with her, I knew I wouldn't be able to lift the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they just turned two at the time. So I knew I was going to need some help. So for the six weeks of recovery, um, after the C-section, I had around the clock help. Now, Keith was home. 
uh, for some of it. My mom took some time off, my dad's retired, and then my in-laws are retired. So kind of between all of us, um, when the boys were awake, there was help um, because I couldn't even like lift them into well, I guess they were still eating in high chairs, but couldn't lift them into their high chairs. I couldn't or the like, crib. Yeah, they were still in cribs. I couldn't mm-hmm. lift them into the crib. So just even if I wanted to drive, I could drive the car after a week or two. Um, but like I couldn't put the boys in the car because right. I couldn't lift them into the car. So uh, I definitely needed help. Um, and that I, I, I planned it, right? So mm-hmm. So, and I, but I'm lucky enough that I knew I had the support that I would need. Yeah. Um, just because our family, like our parents are retired and my mom who isn't retired owns her own business. So, um, she can kind of mimic her hours. Yeah. So that, that worked out well, but that is something you have to consider if you're having like a second or third or fourth C-section. Is how to recover and yeah, how to, you need to kind of plan for it. Yeah. Do you, is there anything? Okay. So I have two questions like right off the top of my head, but first off, do you feel like you, by choosing a second C-section, do you feel like you missed out on giving birth? Like, do you have any regret in the sense of like, I didn't get a chance to deliver vaginally? Do you feel any wish? Like, do you have any wishes that you could do that? Uh, not, no. Cause I, I could have tried, I could have tried it vaginally and I just decided not to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, to be honest with you, there's no good way to have a baby, right? Like vaginally and C-section, neither way is really appealing. Um, I, I think that I, have enough friends who have had uh, vaginal births and I've heard various stories and stuff um, that I was like, Oh yeah, like that's great when people can do it Mm -hmm. and I'm all for it. Um, But I also know people who have had unsuccessful VBACs and that to me, I thought the recovery would be worse if you tried it naturally and then um, you ended up having a C-section anyway. So uh, I like to be a little bit more planned out. Mm-hmm. And so I just was like, you want to know what, if I can do it this way, I know what to expect. And um, it, I just thought it would be not easier on me, but like easier in the sense that I knew what was going to happen. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. It, was little, it was a little less unpredictable for me. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes off of, is there anything that you would have changed? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, so with Caroline's, with Caroline's birth, um, she, so the twins got carted off immediately. Mm -hmm. And so I carted off as in like taken for observation. Yeah. Taken for observation. They got, they got sent up to the nursery. Uh, twins are considered preemies. Um, and one of the twins swallowed a little bit of amniotic fluid. So Keith and the twins left immediately. So when I was in recovery after the twins, like I napped and I napped hard because as you know, I was up at like five o'clock in the morning talking you talking to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The night that the twins were born. And then when Caroline was born, I think I ended up, did I end up talking to you again? I was up. Oh, I don't remember. I, 
I, I know. I don't think we were. Too many kids by then. Yeah. Anyway. I had a terrible night's sleep the night before she was born. I think, you know, you're just kind of like expecting things. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll get a nap when, after I have her, when they let me recover from everything, I'll nap. Like recover like it was before. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I'm going to get carted off to recovery. I'll have like a two hour nap. Everything will be great. No, no, no. They're like, <laughs> as soon as she was born, they're like, here, here's your baby. And then like, she was like on me and stuff, which was good. Like I'm all for the skin to skin. Love it. Uh, and I like, I, I really do love it. I thoroughly prepare for that. <laughs> but like, but then when they're like, okay, we're taking you to recovery. And then like they kept her with me. I was like, what? I'm like, what is this baby doing here? I, I know. No, I'm like, <laughs> I did not ask for a baby to be with me. <laughs> this is my nap time. Like, while well, I'm waiting to feel my legs again, this is my nap time. Um, which it sounds funny, like, because you're supposed to be like, oh, like, I'm so excited that I have this baby. But like, I was stoned out of my mind. And, um, and then like, you're trying to get the feeling back in your body. And like, you just went through this operation. And then like, I don't know. Like I really felt like I needed some like sleep. <laughs> um, and then to make matters worse. Um, so I had her at like eight 30 in the morning. The boys were born at like four 40 in the afternoon. So um, with her that evening, when I went to bed, they're like, Oh, she gets to stay in the room with you. I was like, what? <laughs> like, the boys didn't stay in the room with me the first night. I'm hooked up to all this stuff. Right. And then they're like, Oh no, you can, you can take care of her. I was like, I can't take care of her. I'm like, I'm like, my husband's at home taking care of my boys. So did you have and anybody with you overnight? No, I totally didn't. They're like, Oh, you're supposed to have a support person. I'm like, I'm like, my mom is taking care of my children while they're awake during the day. My husband has to go home and sleep there at night. Like, who do you want to come and help me? Like, um, so that's something that you well, wish you knew then is that you needed to have somebody with you overnight. Well, but you want to know what? I don't even know who would help me, to be honest with you, because like my sister works out of town, like my, my dad, like Keith couldn't sleep on the, the things anyways. I mean, maybe my mom could have slept over, but like then Keith wouldn't be sleeping and then he'd be a mess when I go home with these, this baby and our two other kids. Right. So, um, it was just hard cause I was hooked up. Right. And, um, unfortunately our hospitals are, I, I love the free healthcare. Don't get me wrong. Like free. Oh healthcare. yeah. We're crazy and lucky that, in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Totally lucky. And I really shouldn't be complaining, <laughs> but like I, you know, like there are issues, there are issues like everywhere. Teachers, there's issues with the healthcare system too. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's underfunded. So, um, that's one of the things that, that was kind of like, what the heck with the hers nurse, versus the theirs? I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, but even the time of day made a difference. I think if I had them at like in the evening, like I had her or sorry, I had her in the evening, like I had the boys, then I think they would have actually taken care of them overnight. Cause you, you, you have to be hooked up to all the stuff, right? Right. You would then, still be not able to move at all. Yeah. So anyways, I could move a little bit but I couldn't move that much. So I still had a catheter in and I'm taking care of the baby. Like I cannot get out of bed, but I'm taking care of my baby. So that was, that was, that was surprising. <laughs> yeah. And, um, 
they actually ended up taking her to like 1.30 in the morning and then they came back and they're like, we have got too many babies. We need you to take her again. So. Like, okay, I just gave birth to her, I, but I guess I'll we'll look totally, after I totally thought that I was going to get more sleep because like, I'm, you need to sleep in the hospital when you, well, you can because you're not going to get sleep when you get home, right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, mm-hmm. that was, that was different with her. But. Yeah. So now the baby factory is closed. Now the baby factory is closed. And no Caroline more kids for you. Is, Caroline's not even a baby anymore. She's a toddler. She's yeah. running everywhere and talking. And mm. um, it's funny though, because like when I was pregnant with the twins, I thought, oh, I'm having twins. I'm not having any more kids. And then when the twins were, I don't know, a couple months old, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to have more babies. <laughs> And keeps going, it's the hormones. It's the hormones that makes you bomb with your babies that are toxic. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think this is the hormones. And he's like, oh, we'll talk about it later. So then um, we we just decided our family didn't feel done. Like, mm-hmm. it's the weirdest feeling ever. And my mom even said that she felt that our family wasn't complete. And then, like, somehow, like, when I was pregnant with Caroline, I, I had a fairly good pregnancy, which we can, we can talk about pregnancies in another podcast. Um, but I don't know. It just, it was different. I was more tired and stuff and I just felt done. Like even when I was pregnant with her, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so done. Mm-hmm. And uh, then like, she just totally completes the family. Like I can't even just the family dynamic. She just completes it. It's really weird. So yeah, totally done. That's a good way. Well, you are now because you had your tooth removed. <laughs> yeah. Don't have much of a choice, but yeah, like it was, it was totally the right decision. I'm super glad that we did it and I would totally do the whole tube removal again. No, but I knew that I was done. So yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I think that's, that sums up your Caroline's birth experience pretty well. But yeah, like if you if you are considering getting your tubes tied, like ask about a removal. Like, but you have to be a hundred percent sure you're done because definitely the removal is going to benefit you more than getting them tied. Because you know, let's protect ourselves and not get ovarian cancer, or try not to. <laughs> try not to. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like reduce our risk. Yeah. Reduce. Reduce it. Um, I think this wraps up our. Uh this episode of that pregnancy podcast. So thank you for sharing. And uh, if you have any questions or suggestions for topics of the show, please feel free to uh, send us an email or go to our Facebook page or um, send us a comment on Instagram. You can find us pretty much everywhere. So uh, we will see you in our next episode. So we will talk to you later.